you have a 20, 30, 40% loss a year or two before you're going to retire. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to wait years just to get back to where you were today. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. It's the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. We are into a new year, as you are well aware of, and this is our first podcast of the new season of 2022. So we were going to we're gonna have some good stuff lined up this year. We're going to get into a lot of things. Could be some changes coming down the pike, so we'll keep you abreast of all that. We'll see how things play out, and we'll get into the stuff as we usually do. And we're going to talk really just about what's kind of going on in the world right now to kind of kick things off. And in general, Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Happy New Year to you, too. Hope that you had a good one. And uh, we were, you and I were just chatting about the crazy weather in the weeks, a uh, couple weeks leading up to it and talking about whirlwind, right? The uh, the whirlwind <laughs> of the weather. Well, the, the housing market, we obviously saw this whirlwind through 21. Uh, experts are saying in 2022, they kind of expect it to stay the same. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really going to come down to two factors. We've kind of discussed them in the past a little bit is one's going to be more temporary, and that's what might put some pressure on uh, future real estate appreciation. Okay. And, the, and the other one's going to mean that the demand's going to stay there. So on one side of it, you've got interest rates, right? We've been in historic low interest rates. You get a 30-year mortgage for around 3% or so mm-hmm. just a few months back. So as long as interest rates stay relatively low for your mortgages, then people can afford more home. So if people can afford more home, then they can afford to spend more on a home. So therefore, that's going to keep pushing prices a little bit higher. Now, the Fed's come out and said that you know around mid-year, third quarter this year, they're going to start raising interest rates gradually. They're even baking in about three quarter percent hikes. Now, once that starts to happen, all of a sudden, everybody's mortgage gets a little bit more expensive. So as an example, let's say you had a $300,000 mortgage you could afford at 3% interest. That's like $9,000 a year of interest. At 5%, that's now $15,000 of interest. You can't afford that home now. So that's going to you know, begin to put a little pressure on real estate prices as we get late in 2022 to early 2023. Now on the upside though, you've got the whole millennial generation, you know, adulting at the moment to where, you know, they're (laughs) moving to the suburbs, they're looking to start families, buy homes and those things. So that demand, they're almost as big as the baby boomer generation. So that's going to keep kind of a floor in it as far as the demand goes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, kind of the the big run we've seen the last 18 to 24 months, that's probably going to start winding down a little bit later in 2022. At least cooling off, right? Maybe not some Mm -hmm. of the 40% markup and people bidding and, you know, getting 50% over asking price and all these kinds of crazy things. That should, that should maybe back off a little bit, but yeah. It's uh well there and we're going to talk on the next podcast about kind of the 2022 predictions and 2021 wrapping up as well. So kind of it's some interesting stuff out there. You would think it might be different considering all the stuff that we're facing, but that's what is going on in that arena. So let's talk about our main topic this week here on the podcast, Mike, and that is well you're a football fan. I'm a football fan, so let's talk about the financial red zone and how to not fumble our retirement. So speaking of uh, what's going on with your team, how you doing? So the, the week's uh, almost over. Yeah, I, I know. Maybe over by the, the time season. this all comes out, yeah. but uh, Alabama's still alive. You know, going to be playing Georgia in the rematch. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And then you, do you want to talk about the Bears or just move on? 
Uh, if, only if you want to talk about Carolina. <laughs> or the Lions, really. That's my old school team right there is the Lions, and they're just uh, the poor Lions. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Anytime I talk to somebody and they're like, my team was so bad this year, I go, look, I was a Lions fan forever. Don't talk to me about that. So, <laughs> that's purgatory. That's right? purgatory. Exactly. All right. Well, so let's talk about fumbling our retirement in the red zone. Uh, use the football analogies. It's obviously very easy to do. Most people, if you're familiar at all with the game, you know that the that the red zone is the 20-yard line into the end zone. And so what is the financial equivalent of that, Mike? Yeah, the financial red zone is basically, you know, you're within about five or 10 years of retirement or you're early in retirement, the first five or 10 years of retirement. And why that's the financial red zone is that's when biggest mistakes kind of compound themselves is either leading up right before you retire or early in retirement. So you had to remember this money's got to last you probably 30 good years of retirement. You can't afford to screw it up or fumble it, you know, early in the process. Unlike football, right? It's also the after period as well because you want to make sure that you're, you know, getting ready properly for retirement, but also then maintaining the stuff, right? You don't want to just kind of get there and set it. We talk all the time. Don't just set it and forget it. It's also doing things in those early years as well. So why do people need to pay more attention to this uh, in that point of life? And you know, typically, I think most people realize it's because time is not our friend anymore, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because if you think about it, you know, in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, even your early 50s, you know, if, if the market took a dip or a crash or you had a bear market along the way, which, you know, we've seen three in the last 20 years or so, mm-hmm. uh, that actually worked in your favor. Because if you're putting your money in your 401k, your IRA, you know, every paycheck, then you are actually buying shares when they were lower. And then time took care of it. And, you know, it just grew and grew and grew over time. What happens now, now that you're in your late 50s and you're in your 60s, you don't have that same time anymore. So what happens is the mistakes become more difficult to recover from. You know, you have a 20, 30, 40% loss when you're 30. Well, you can take advantage of that. You have a 20, 30, 40% loss a year or two before you're going to retire. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to wait years just to get back to where you were today. Yeah. And if you think, of, if we're going to use that football analogy, Mike, think about that Super Bowl several years back now, but when uh, the Patriots come back and win against the Seahawks, right? And everybody, you know, on the planet knew that they were going to hand the ball off. The Seahawks were going to punch it in with Marshawn Lynch and win the game. Well, they took a risk, passed it, and wound up losing the game. So mistakes are definitely more difficult to recover when you're there was no time on the clock, right? So they had no other chance to kind of come back from that. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the mistakes that we see people with, there's, there's probably two big ones. You know, there's a whole laundry list of them, but the two most prescient are one is just taking too much risk. You know, we tell clients, we sit down, if you've saved enough, enough to supplement your income in retirement, so you've got your social security, maybe you're fortunate enough to have a pension and you've got enough assets that you can generate enough income and rising income off of your retirement savings, then if you've won the game, stop playing the game. Don't take risk just for the sake of risk. You know, so, you know, using the football analogy, you know, if the, you know, Packers are up, you know, on the Bears by 56 points with two minutes left, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be slinging the rock around trying to, trying to add. I don't know. He might. Yeah, he might. Yeah. Probably bad analogy with with, with Aaron Rodgers, but, but that's the key. Just make sure you're not taking too much risk. And the second thing, and we see it all the time, is that people go into retirement with stuff. We call it a junk drawer of stuff, right? They've got stocks and bonds and annuities and all these other kind of things, but they have no idea how it all works together. And that's why you actually have to have a plan 
that incorporates not just the investments, but your taxes, your health care, and your estate plan as well. Yeah. So that's the kind of the equivalent of the little story I was telling there about you know the the, uh, the Seahawks game. It's just taking those you know risks or making mistakes in the red zone can be costly. To Mike's point, uh, too much risk, not having a plan. You know, get familiar with the victory for, victory formation. Right. If you are <laughs> if you're winning, learn to take a knee, uh, so to speak. So for those Mike that are paying attention and being proactive. Why is retirement planning a little bit easier once you do get into the financial red zone? Yeah, so once you're in that financial red zone, let's say it's you know five or 10 years before retirement, hopefully before retirement, you, you know a certain age. You're like, hey, you know, if the numbers work themselves out, I'd like to be retired in three years or five years or 10, whatever it happens to be. But you also get to take a look at some of your more guaranteed income streams like your social security or your pensions, because you have a pretty good idea since you've been working so long on what those will be. Then you kind of take a look at your lifestyle and you say, okay, what debts do I have? What liabilities? Am I still going to carry a mortgage or something at that time? So you have a much clearer picture of what you're trying to do and kind of what your income gap is going to be in retirement. So as an example, let's say you need $100,000 a year of income in retirement. And between you and your spouse, you're getting 50000 from Social Security. Maybe you got another 20000 coming in from a pension. So that's 70000 of income coming in rain or shine. Well, now your retirement assets need to be able to generate an additional 30000 And if you can do that, now you're ready and you're ready to go into retirement. If you can't, then the reason the purpose of that plan is to say, hey, here's where we are. Here's where we want to go. Are there any gaps in between those two? And if so... As we're entering this financial red zone, then let's tackle the things that are going to get us across the goal line. Yeah, absolutely. So as we are kind of getting into football playoff season here in the month of January, make sure you're not fumbling your retirement. If you got questions or concerns, as always, you need some help, reach out to Mike before you take any action. If you're already working with him, then fantastic. But if you're not, if you're catching this podcast through whatever means you received it on or you're listening to us on Apple or Google or Spotify or iHeart or Stitcher, make sure you stop by his website at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com for more information and information on how to get in touch with Mike and so on and so forth. You can subscribe to the podcast that way. There's lots of good tools, tips, and resources to be found there. Of course, you can call them and all that good stuff. And you can also drop a line if you'd like to as well. Send an email in, and that's what we're going to do to wrap up the podcast from one down in Tampa, actually. we got uh, Cliff, who's been listening to us down in Tampa, which is very cool. So he's using the old interwebs there for that. Cliff says, hey, Mike, I have a lot of company stock in my 401k. How much is too much? As a percentage, would you say, of the account? Yeah, really, in a flat percentage, typically 5 to 10% would even be considered a little over-concentrated, a little high. I've seen it as high as people with 20, 30, 60% in company stock. And what I would say is, you know, when we see that situation, we're starting to put a plan together with somebody, and it could be the best company in the world, the most profitable company in the world. That's not the concern is what's going to go on with that company. Well, we wind up saying, you know, so Cliff, are you in love with the company? Or are you in love with the number of shares that you have, right? Because those are two mutually exclusive things. You can still be an owner and a shareholder of the company. You just don't necessarily need 25 to 50, 100% of your net worth associated with that. Mm. So, you know, one of the quotes that I like when it comes to, you know, whether it's over-concentration in one stock or company stock is, you know, you can get rich by not being diversified. 
you just can't stay rich by being not being diversified. So oh. once you've got enough, the key thing then is you want to kind of spread those assets and take the amount of risk that you need, Cliff, to have the retirement that you want. Now, if you're 20, 30 years old, you want to overweight and kind of shoot for the moon, that's fine. If you're knocking on the door of retirement, Cliff, it's a completely different scenario because really we're looking to kind of mitigate or take away some of the risk and start thinking about what can go wrong right now just so it doesn't jeopardize your retirement. Well, you know, he's listening to us down in Tampa and, and Mike, you've got clients all over the country, right? So you don't have to necessarily be in the Chicago area. No, absolutely. Between the financial planning practice and the tax practice, we've got clients in 27 different states. So, you know, both both coasts of Florida, all the way to California, Arizona, Texas, you know, it's kind of like that that song out there all across the country. There you so, go. you know, we like to tell, you know, new clients when they come aboard, especially if they're thinking, you know, that they're going to move out of state or go somewhere else. Uh, or the referred say, hey, you know, if you're in some place I want to visit, so you're in the Carolinas, you're in Florida, you're in Texas or California or Colorado, there's chances, you know, we'll be doing your reviews in person. I'll come out and see you. Uh, if you move to like North Dakota or Montana, <laughs> you're probably not going to see me. We're going to wind up doing a Zoom call. <laughs> I don't know. It's awful pretty out there. So, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on the Retirement Success Blueprint. As always, again, like I just mentioned, if you got some questions, reach out to Mike. He's got two decades plus of experience. As a financial professional, give him a call at 815-526-3092 or just stop by the website crystallaketax.com. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever platform, podcasting platform you like to use. Mike, my friend, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Take care, Mark. We'll do it all again next time here on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart, founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are not associated entities. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial is a franchise of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC, are associated entities.